Welcome to the Tales of Fatherhood podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Davila. And actually, today we have quite a bit happening. We've got a, a new guest uh, coming in all the way from Denver. Uh, my father is absent, but I want you guys to give everybody, everyone, everybody to give, excuse me, uh, my brother in law, Mark Rossalot, a round of applause. <laughs> Welcome, Mark. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Nice. So, how's, uh, how's things going up in, uh, in Denver? You know, man, things are, things are fine. We got a lot happening up here, obviously your sister and I, but um, yeah, no, things are good. Nice. I have many complaints, but you know, Hey, that doesn't get us anywhere. Right. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I love complaining. <laughs> so, I don't know. There's a lot of fun in complaints. <laughs> what about, uh, uh, well, actually, before I get to all that, there's a reason why you're on the tales of fatherhood. What could that be? You know, um, the first thing that comes to mind, obviously, I am a new father. Yes. <laughs> that helps. You, are. you know, you are the father kinda, of that my... fits the script a little bit here. My my daughter, um, your niece, Mia, she's coming up on eight months old. So she's a little how old is Parker? What 14 months? No, Parker is almost two, man. So yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, a, little yeah older, a little older, but yeah, so I'm a little, uh, I'm at the end of the train here, but mm -hmm. um, so yeah, it's been fun watching her grow up. I'm watching her take a nap right now. I'm sure give it 30 minutes. She'll probably wake up and start screaming at me to feed her or something. So <laughs> yeah, that's the best time. I don't know. Like I remember when I remember Parker was really young. He was, he was, <sighs> I don't know. He, he was, he was like that. He would, he was either screaming for to eat or, you know, or he was laughing for something, but it was, it was either one or the other. It's like they yeah. have an on and off switch, you know, but not yeah, a big deal. Like I, I, I love him for it. I also love him for the fact that whenever I put him on the ground, he just stayed there. <laughs> That's nice. And then he started crawling and then walking and then, then everything goes to hell after that. So <laughs> yeah, no, it's a, I mean, it's a fun age right now. Everybody keeps warning me like wait till she starts moving around and you actually have to like tie a leash around her just to just to, you know keep her from going up the stairs or or something i'm like they're like everything changes when they can start moving on their own so you're so gonna I'm, leash her yeah you know like just around the neck around like, the neck <laughs> yeah yeah doctor said that was fine right yeah that's for the <laughs> listener <laughs> listener he's joking yeah. <laughs> disclaimer joking. disclaimer it's a joke I'm remember we talked about editing the, <laughs> yeah that's the less editing we need to do the better i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> what might what might happen on a you know that's not a joke is i tie a balloon like around like her wrist or something so that mm -hmm. i can always see where she is in the house that's I, I saw that on an instagram and i was like that's not a bad idea Somebody took, their, somebody took their kid, their like toddler to a wedding and they're like, I don't want to watch them the whole time. So I just tie a balloon around them and you could see the balloon like from table to table. And he's like, oh, there she is. <laughs> so I'm kind of thinking of doing that. I that's that actually pretty idea. smart. Like, uh, uh, yeah. yeah, but if it's a, uh, then you have to keep a helium tank at your house. You know? <laughs> well, I don't want her to float away. So well, what are you saying? maybe just away? one, maybe this just one balloon. This is up. This isn't up, Mark. I mean, this is real fucking life. <laughs> I don't know. No, um, I don't. I don't know. I think that, like, with Parker, I uh, he gets into everything, man. He he'll grab my wallet, he'll grab my keys, and he throws it into the vase, which is so annoying. Like this morning, I couldn't find my keys, 
So I started searching every vase in the house and I was just getting madder and madder at Parker. I'm like, where I'm like, and he's not even here. He's not even here. I'm just like, Jesus, that, that fucking boy, like, like, where, what did he do with my fucking keys? They were on the dining room tables. <laughs> right where you left. Yeah. Them. Right where I fucking left them. Yeah. It's like the entire time I was just pissed off at my son for no apparent reason, whatever. And I left the house and I was still mad at him, even though I still knew it was my fault. We should, yeah. we should consider ourselves lucky that that's as angry as we get at our kids right now for things like that. Cause mm-hmm. I, I tend to look forward to uh, not that I'm looking forward to it, but when they're teenagers and all the, that, that opens a whole new realm of when they think that adults. I'll be getting pissed off about oh, shit, dude, when they think they're adults, that's going to be crazy. Especially me with a daughter like that, that's stressful in itself. Cause we all know how we were in high school and college and stuff. And now I have the, how I have you? a daughter. Well, how were you in high school? <laughs> I was a nerd. I was kind of a nerd. I was a geek, man. Like um, I didn't have a ton of friends in high school, maybe up until, uh, up until my junior and senior year. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I got into my fair share of mischief around then, but um, college was a different story. You know, college was, college was a party. I just, uh, you know, it should be. Yeah. Well, (laughs) not if you want to pass. I I failed out, but you didn't fail out of college. I thought you graduated. I did. No, I left, I left uh, Colorado state with a 1.8 GPA. Oh shit. And then I, uh, I thought they they would stop keeping track below two. They're like, Nope. I was kind (laughs) of hoping so too, man. It actually worked out kind of nice for me because I transferred schools and all my core credits that I had passed transferred over with like, you know, fours or whatever. Mm-hmm. So like I started with a really good GPA at, at a different college. And um, I wound up graduating with honors from, oh, wow. uh, from Metro state as a roadrunner. Go roadrunners. <laughs> That's funny. At UTSA, <laughs> we have that, we have that same thing. We're, they're roadrunners too, but it's, it's like this. It's <laughs> It's so that's dumb. just the hang loose sign. Yeah, I know. That's what I said. And you know what is, what's what's yours? What do yours again? That's, uh, it's kind of like when you're doing the, like that's the just the UT sign. flashlight, you know? Yeah, but that's just the UT sign. That's the longhorn sign. Well, maybe it's just this. I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe I'm <laughs> adding the fingers and they don't need to be there. Listener, uh, for those of you that don't know what he's doing, he's basically making the hook'em horn sign. And Denver and Metro State is saying that that's their road. Yeah, but you're supposed to, you're supposed to add the the other hand to Jesus below Christ. It. You use two hands. <laughs> yeah. Wow. It's sort of like a distinguished gang sign. Yeah, that sounds pretty intense. Just <laughs> <laughs> throwing up, throwing up West Side, man. You're on the wrong side of town. You I don't know. I don't know that, that I ever went to any actual sporting events to be able to do that. It was just anytime <laughs> I told somebody I was going to Metro State, I was like, "Yep." Roadrunners, what did you just do? And I'm like, let's just move on. <laughs> let's just let's just move on. I've done here. I've done here. Wasn't a big, wasn't a huge sports school, so you didn't have to worry about doing that in the stands or anything. At least your school had sports, man. I went to A and M San Antonio. There wasn't shit. There was intramurals. <laughs> there was intramurals and maybe like a basketball league, but like half the students at my at my school were like, what are they called? Like. Uh, uh trans transient student i don't even know commuter students i don't know they were all like over 40 like they took the, <laughs> like they took the train to class yeah like they're all people that like just uh um they were just late starters you know so it wasn't like going to like utsa or like uh, uh ut that's austin like, that's like what metro state was i mean half the classes i had like sometimes i had old people in there like 
like legitimate senior citizens in some of my classes mm-hmm. just to get their college degree. And then there's me who just finished four years, well, three years of partying at CSU. Fuck yeah. And, uh, you know, it was a little different round, but you know, the CSU was a big sports school and not that their football team is fantastic or anything, but oh, they I, made I, their, I never right. went to a game the whole time I was up there. Well, CSU went, made it to the, uh, what is it? Didn't y'all make it to the tournament like last year? Or the year the, the the NCAA? Yeah, the fi- the the March Madness one not too long ago. I don't know about I last remember. year. I know this year we got knocked out in the first round. So. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> well, hey. Go Rams. Hey, AM San Antonio didn't go. I mean, the- <laughs> yeah. So, but hey, UTSA, they got a good football team. So that's cool. You know, and I'm not dogging on AM San Antonio, by the way, for anybody that did go for all four of my listeners. My I am. Fourth- Loyal. I'm dogging on them. Huh? You wouldn't I'm dare. dogging on them. You take it back. <laughs> Jaguars for life. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I, I don't even know what the what the acronym stands for. You what is it? What? The acronym for your college? San Antonio oh, UTMSA. Temusa. That's what it is. Oh. It's Texas AM San Antonio. Oh, like okay. like in a uh like the college station one is just like Tamu. So it's just Texas AM University. That's like the flagship yeah i got you i got you yeah yeah what about uh uh, so mia like are you gonna want her to go to college like right out of right after she turns 18 you're gonna want her to live that party life uh no ideally not i mean i want her to have fun obviously at that age you know i want her to have as much fun as possible and make a bunch of friends you know I, i want her to be happy and have you know be the popular girl and everything but i know what comes with that too and uh, it's not always a, it's not always the most fantastic thing, at least in my in my perspective. But um, you know, your sister and I had talked about college before we had kids, like putting our kids through college and stuff. And it's different these days um, because when I was growing up, I didn't have an option. Um, I was going to college. Like my family, my mom and dad, they were like, "Nope, you're going to college." There's no question about it. I wanted to join the military. Um, several times throughout my young life (laughs) like once when I was probably 18 and then once when I was probably 21 when I realized college wasn't working for me I tried to join the military and my mom did not have that one bit uh I even tried to take her out to dinner like to a nice like I think it was an Italian place I don't remember but um and tried to like bring it up like casually like you know appropriately like hey mom I've been looking at the you know the Marine Corps, I've been looking at the Navy, which one's better, like kind of giving her the option, but not the option to say no. And she said, no, anyway, she's like, absolutely not. She's like, you can do whatever you want, but you will go to college. And looking back on it now, I mean, it was kind of an, kind of an old school way of thinking compared to where we all, you know, where society is today. Cause if I had gone into the military, um, you know, I, my college would have been paid for and um, I'd have some skills that would transfer over and everything. And it's kind of, it's, I joke with her all the time. Cause I'm like, mom, you didn't want me to go to the military. Cause you never want me to see like combat or anything. You never wanted me to like die overseas or anything, but here I am, you know, a police officer now. And I'm like, we kind of just did that anyways, huh? You know, <laughs> <laughs> and I just put myself at risk anyways, even with the college degree here. <laughs> and now it's oh, not yeah. for four years. Now it's for like 25 years. So no, that's a, uh, I think it's interesting, you know, like, um, like, cause you, 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 we've, my dad and I have had, have talked about this before 
about college and whether mm-hmm. or not like um like what I'm going to be doing with with Parker in you know from that from that aspect and I think you're right it is an old school way of thinking you know like we're going to send oh like right after school you're going to go to call right after high school you're going to go to college but it's so different now because there I remember at some point I know sometime at some point in the 70s or the 60s I'm not sure what it was but I know at some point uh, public education started pushing college like they started pushing kids yeah. to go to school and it became um it became like like the next logical step go from high school then you go straight into college yeah right and it was didn't do at that point it, it i would almost say it didn't matter what degree you got as long as you got a degree yeah and the way that that's changed now is that it's just it's you can't just go to college you gotta you, know, you gotta have a path it has to be worth you know? it it's got to be worth it because otherwise you're going to leave and you're going to have a bachelor's degree. And, and I don't, I mean, I'm not going to dog anybody that's, I'm not going to try to like, it's not dogging. I'm not trying to like disrespect anybody or insult anybody who left um, school with a degree that wasn't a science degree. But if you the do arts. want to go to, yeah, or an art degree of some sort, <laughs> but if you leave, if you choose to go to school, you know, like if Parker chooses to go to school to become an art major, you know, or uh, uh, um, any kind of an, like an arts degree, like anything in the liberal arts, you know, it would need to be like with a very, very clear understanding that that you are you are going to be leaving with a lot of debt and your job mm-hmm. prospects mm-hmm. are just going to not going to be as much as, say, somebody who has a degree in chemical engineering or in just a degree in biology and math, you know, just something more technical. So yeah. that's the that's the path that we, you know, that that. That's something that we as like millennial parents kind of have to start thinking about, you know, because when when your kid gets older, you know, like, are you going to pay for that degree? If she wants to go to school, like are you, and she says, Dad, I want to go to school. I want to be in a I want to be a theater arts major. Are you going to pay for that? That's yeah, we've talked about that. And so I, I, I'll, I'll preface it by saying this, like if we were to have a son, like we were we were saying, like, oh, we're going to send him to trade school and encourage him, not send him because, you know, ultimately I want it to be their choice, but um, we were going to strongly, strongly, strongly encourage our son to go to trade school, you know, be a mechanic or be a plumber or an electrician or something, something where, you know, right out of school, you're, you get an apprenticeship and you're well-paid and then you can go out there and, you know, within a few years, you can make $80,000. I mean, right now, who knows what it'll be like by the time she gets into you know, a working age, you know, 20 years old, maybe she'd be making a hundred, 120,000 a year. Um, you know, and that, and that was, that was kind of the perspective we had as, a, you know, if we had a son, but now that I have a daughter, it, it throws a little different loop into things where I'm like, Hey, Mia, you want to be a plumber? trade school, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I mean, center trade Come on, you, daughter, can you can be a plumber. An electrician, <laughs> you know, like I, I just don't think like after high school she's going to be like, yeah, Dad, I want to be an electrician or I want to be a plumber. And if she does, I'm going to be like, that's fantastic, you know, go do it. I have questions, but go do it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, I don't want, I don't want to saddle her with like a bunch of debt, dude, because that's what that's what happened to me. Um, there was this, there was such a strong push to just go to college. Like nobody ever told me like, Hey, make sure you know what you want to do before you make the commitment to go to college. Cause when I went to college, I didn't have a clue. I majored Try in speaking like, a little closer to the mic, just a little closer. to the mic. I majored in uh, 
like nat- natural resource recreation and tourism when I was mm-hmm. in college. And um, I still don't have a clue what that was. Every class I was in was some dude that were, you know, wore Chacos and wanted to start a self-sustainable rafting company. That was everybody in every class wanted to do. I was like, what is this? Major That's that so Colorado, man. Know, <laughs> so right? Colorado, man. And oh I have God. zero. I mean, I like rafting. It's fun, you know, like for half a day to go like, you know, raft on, on a river. But I don't want to like start my own rafting company and wear Chacos everywhere and put my hair up in a man bun or anything. But that's what everybody in that major was doing. And so I got out of it and I, I explored business for a little bit. And then I didn't do so well in economics 101, <laughs> like basic economics. Um, it just was, you know, everything about that, that major and it, I, I, I had no idea what I was doing when I went to college and I wasted money. I wasted my student loan money. Um, you know, that's part of the reason I failed out is because I kept withdrawing from classes uh, instead of, you know, succeeding in them or failing them. I was like, oh, I'm going to fail this class. So I'm just going to withdraw from it. And so they pulled my financial aid um, after my first year, after I withdrew from so many credits. And um, I had no idea that that was going to happen. So I had to like appeal it and I got my financial aid back. You know, I pled ignorance. I was like, I didn't know this would happen. And I was successful for like another semester and then uh, went downhill again. And it was all because I didn't care about what I was doing. I had no idea what I was doing. So I didn't care about my classes. And that changed tenfold when I, when I finally decided what I wanted to do with my life and started taking classes that, you know, lined up with that, um, which was criminal justice. I I found a criminal justice program at at Metro state and um, I was in class every day. I mean, I've, I, barely ever skipped class. If I did, it was because I didn't want to take the train, you know, all the way down there or something. But I was in class every day because those classes actually interested me. Um, you know, there was a few like electives that I could, I could care less for, you know, like gender studies and stuff like that. I didn't care about that stuff, but you know, um, the point is, uh, you know, I wish somebody had motivated me to find out exactly what I want to do before I start spending a shit ton of money on, on student loans. Um, I just paid my student loans off. Um, and I, you know, I should probably note that this is a huge credit to your sister, um, because she, without her, I would have never been able to pay those off within, you know, the amount of time that we did, but we hashed out our debt pretty fast. And the student loans are one of the last things that we that we went after. And I just like two weeks ago, put my final payment on my student loans. Um, you know, but had, had we not committed to, to knocking that out, I'd still be in $30,000 worth of debt. You know, mm-hmm. they don't go anywhere. There's the interest rates on them are so high and um, you wind up paying $400 a month like me. Uh, and that's on the low end of things. I've heard people paying eight hundred, nine hundred $900,000 a month for their student loan payment, you know, no, I know, man. That's what, that's really why. Like, I dropped, I dropped my, uh, my PhD. I just didn't see. Like, I was very interested in the, uh, I was very interested in the material. I thought that it was, I thought it was so so interesting, and and, um, just how far like education has come, <clears throat> and how much we know inside of that that space, is a uh, um, is is, it's mind blowing. You know, like I and I've met yeah. some extremely smart professors and and other other principals and everything they were just very very smart and 
but the problem, I mean, in, in, if anybody wants to know, like what my problem with the education is, listen to that last episode, I, I hate it, but uh, um, it's just money and it wasn't worth it for me. Like uh, uh, if I wanted to, it, if I wanted to invest, like I, I, I got, I got in about a year's worth of PhD credits and that was a plus, I, I think I financed about half of um, my master's degree. So yeah. I'm, I'm pretty, I'm in pretty deep with it, but I had to stop. I had to stop the bleeding, man. Like it was, I think I'm like 42,000 or 45,000 in uh, student loan debt with it. And I had mm-hmm. the GI bill, yeah. you know, so I had the GI bill, you know, and, and that's the, that's the problem. I, I get the other thing too, is I started my, my degree late. Like I started when I was 20, 26, I started getting yeah. my bachelor's degree. Yeah. So it's. I mean, and bringing this all back to like our kids and everything, you know, like, I don't want them to go through this. Like, I don't want yeah. them to go through this. Like, I don't want to have like, um, like, uh, them to come, come out with some sort of debt and like, you know, like you're starting off life with all this, with like 50,000, sometimes a hundred thousand dollars in debt. Well, cause mm-hmm. a bachelor's degree just doesn't hold the weight that it used to, unless you're an engineer, yeah. you know, or even a science major, you know, like, like if you're not that your earning potential is just significantly less unless you get into say some sort of a high commission sales position, or, I mean, you start your own business. And that's the thing that I want my son to know. Like, like when he's 18 years old, I don't know if I'm going to be telling him he needs to go to college right out the gate. I think a big Mm -hmm. part of me is going to be telling him like, yo dude, like fucking take two years, man, go do something, do something. I'm not going to tell him to go work at Best Buy or, you know, like, or do, you know, like nothing like that. But I might tell him, like, you know, go, you know, just unless he says, something. that's what I really want to do. I want to go sell tablets, dad. And then I'm and gonna I want to say, go sell TVs at Best Buy. I'm going to say and, they, those tablets yeah. better be Apple. <laughs> <laughs> those tablets better be Apple. Dad, yeah. this is what I was put on the earth to do was to sell these tablets at Best Buy. <laughs> you can't say no to that. You're I like, would All be right. like, you know what? Right. It's enticing. <laughs> There's something about being a genius at the genius. Yeah. Is there a family discount? You know, <laughs> that would count for a lot. Yes, but, exactly. And then at that point you could live with me forever. <laughs> yeah. Geek squad, you know? Yeah. As long as you get the geek squad certification on top of it, we're good to go. Yes. And the TV calibrations, all of that, the five year. Everything. That's nothing against people who work at Best Buy either. They're very helpful people. I, I used to work at Best Buy. I couldn't do it without them. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Golly, what would I, it's, it's like a, I go there for all my information and then I go to Costco and actually make the purchase. It's cheaper. You know, that was a problem a long time ago. Just totally off subject here that you remember when, um, do you remember Circuit City? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, that happened to Circuit City. What you what you just described it was called showcasing. It was a, that was an actual name for it, right? It was called showcasing, and that's how what, yeah. how Circuit City fell is that people would go to Circuit City, look at the TVs and look at all the products, and then they would go online. They'd go to like fucking like like B and H photo some shit, and they would find the TV for like six hundred dollars less. They'd go look at it at Circuit City, and they would buy it online. Yeah. And then that's one of the main reasons why Circuit City went down. <laughs> Swear to God. Rest look in it up. peace. Rest in yeah. peace, Circuit City. <sighs> I remember. It's such a cool place. I don't know. I why. remember, yeah. Best Buy is the best though, man. I love Best Buy. No pun intended, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Listener, I want you to comment and tell us <laughs> which one's better. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. But, I you know, I, I spend a lot of time at Best Buy, man, honestly. Um, but have I bought anything there? Um no, other than my drone. Are um, you serious? 
Yeah, I bought my drone there. I bought it online and picked it up at Best Buy, you know. But um I try to support Best Buy as much it. as possible. I buy all my like um like uh Nest products and everything from there. I noticed that when you're trying to buy um not TVs, not TVs, TVs can be severely discounted at a bunch of different places. Yeah. I noticed that and Best Buy doesn't really have the, the best sales, frankly, when it comes to like those types of electronics. But I always try to support Best Buy when I'm buying like um when I'm buying like Google products or Apple products, products I know that aren't really going to be heavily discounted anywhere else. Like I'm not going to order an iPad online. I'd rather I'll just go to Best Buy and, and buy it from there. You know, it's a hell of a lot better than going to the damn Apple store. dude. Yeah. Uh, don't get me going on the Apple store. I will throw a fit about the Apple store. <laughs> The fact that they make you schedule an appointment just to go to the Apple store and ask a question drives me absolutely nuts. Cause I can't count how many times I've been there. Like I go over there after the gym and I'm like, Hey, my AirPods not working. And they're like, Oh yeah, I'm sorry to hear that, bro. And they're all like trendy and stuff, you know, they're like, let me schedule you an appointment. And I'm like, I just have like, like you can't just like take a look at this Apple pod right now, like, or what do they call AirPod and be like, tell me what's wrong with it. No, man. Like one of our tech guys has to like have it for a couple hours. I'm like, bullshit. There's three buttons on this motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah, I storm out of there. So angry every time. And then reluctantly I get on my phone, schedule an appointment for like two days out. And then I have to go back and, and it doesn't resolve the issue anyways, half the time, you know? No, I, I understand. I think I do think that that Apple products are really simple to use. So I don't know how you're having a problem. Well, I'm just maybe, fucking with maybe, you. maybe I'm not. I, I'm, not <laughs> I'm not saying I'm smart, man. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, I, I, I don't. You know what? I don't I'm like not a Apple. smart man. <laughs> I don't know why. Like at the Apple stores, they all smell the same. That's the other thing I noticed, too, is they all have the same smell. That's and how they get you. It's that's how they get yeah, it. I walk yeah. in and I'm like, Jesus Christ, like, that's like brain science, dude. It's like it's like expensive hotels. You ever go to Vegas and like you walk into the Venetian, you're like, wow, this place smells fantastic. It's mm-hmm. like a step up from like like a decent stripper's perfume, you know, <laughs> decent stripper, a name yeah, brand like, stripper. Yeah, perfume. I'm like, this is a really nice smelling place. And um, <laughs> it makes you want to go back and it sticks in your mind. I actually cool. just bugged your sister about buying one of these like scent diffuser things that I saw on Instagram because the marketing for it was like, have you ever walked into like a really nice hotel and you wonder how they make it smell so good? And I was like, yes, absolutely. And I think back to the Venetian and that's that smell that I, that I can still remember in my mind, like 10 years later. And uh, I honestly want to buy one of these $300 scent diffusers to see if I can make my house smell like the Venetian hotel in Las Vegas. Oh my God. But then I'm going to go, I'm going to go visit you. I'm going to want to walk in and be like Apple store. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like very good. I got this Apple store scent diffuser. I all of a sudden want to make an appointment like, <laughs> <laughs> for some reason. I feel like I need to make an appointment with a genius. Hold You'll on. walk in. I'll be like, I can't help you today, but uh, if you come back in two days, yeah. a scheduled appointment. Yeah. The fuck Mark, we just flew up here. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, sorry, man. bro. Yeah, like they do. <laughs> yeah, but I guess back to like with with uh, Mia Parker, everything. I think that Did I we would get off just track? want them. We got off we, track. Oh just no, a just a little matter. bit. No, we don't care. <laughs> you know, we just talk on this podcast. It's cool. But uh, um, no, I I would I would just like him to go do something outside of school because he needs a, you need to be you need to know what you want to do, man. Like you got in this yeah. world, man. You got to like. 
it's not enough just to go straight to college because it puts me in debt. It puts, it'll put him in debt. Like it'll put, you know, nobody wins from uh, an eight, a fumbling 18 year old going to school and not like trying to figure things out. You know, like it's, it's too expensive. It's too expensive. Now, now, now that being said, I would be willing to reconsider the op that, that option of like, like a, like sending him to school right when he turns 18, if the price of school drops, because it's so inexpensive mm-hmm. and no matter where you go in-state tuition is ridiculously expensive. I think in-state tuition here, I think it's like uh, full, full time. It's like $3,000, 3000 and some change a semester, which is insane. Unless you want to go to New Mexico. They just actually, um, I was reading about it. Like New Mexico just approved some free college for, I, I would assume, I didn't read the details, the fine print, but I'm assuming it's for in-state people. Um, you know, and it's fucking New Mexico. I mean, well, fucking, I'm not going to go to New cool, Mexico. New Mexico. Yeah. You know, a hot air balloon festival once a year and that's about it look at me <laughs> i'm in delaware what the fuck am i gonna do here you know but no but, I, you, I, but you leave without you leave i mean you get an education without any debt my my concern would be that you know these shysty employers uh you know will be like oh this free new mexico college Psh, we're not taking them you know well, they have an outstanding degree, but we're not taking them because they came from a free New Mexico college. Oh, well, I understand that, you know, but I mean, because there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, um, uh, re- the reputation, excuse me. There's a lot of reputation behind like schools, you know what I mean? So like I I actually agree with like uh, spending a lot of more, more money, spending more money to go to, say, something like UT, UT Austin, uh, University of Colorado and Boulder, you know, like uh, um like Berkeley, you know, like Cornell, like these really, really big name schools, like they, that makes sense because you have a really, really great network attached to these schools that you'll be able to get very, very difficult jobs at big name corporations, you know, so like your prospects and your chances of succeeding skyrocket exponentially versus if you were to just, I don't know, like, like me, like, like, okay, yeah, I have, I have, a, I have the master's degree, but it's only from A&M San Antonio, it's a very regional school. I could go all the way up to Washington and nobody knows where that school's at, you know, so I'm not really competitive, especially around, especially in an area that has like a, like a, a high level school, like the university of Washington, you know? So I, if, I guess if he did get into say some like big name school, I would probably push that. But if he's just sitting here and he's got a 2.1 in high school, barely graduates. And then he's talking about wanting to go to wanting to try to get into, to, fucking i don't know some some you're like ever heard of uh ever heard of your nation's military son yeah you're right <laughs> you wanna <laughs> you should become a veteran <laughs> it's only four years <laughs> and you know you can argue that getting a veteran becoming a veteran is uh, uh is worth it is worth more than getting a degree because at least in four years you at least get discounts on shit dude. Like, yeah yeah you know you know you don't get speeding tickets you don't you get know, speeding tickets. you shouldn't anyways <laughs> i don't know christian asked me if i would push him to go into the military no, no, if, I don't know. I, I will say this if even if my daughter like i didn't obviously i didn't have a son and you know i have a daughter and there's some uh i mean there's gender topics that we don't even have to start to go into believe me but if my daughter said like i want to go into the military um you know i'd have some questions about it like well what do you want to do you know um 
you know, if she's like, I want some technical experience or something, and I can get that through the Air Force, or I can get that through the Navy or something. And I guess you can even get it through the Marine Corps, but you're not necessarily on the front lines and stuff. That, I guess that would be my biggest concern is like, are you on the front lines? Are you getting bombed? Are you getting shot at? Like, you know, I'm not going to necessarily say no to that. You know, I'm very proud of our, of our military and, you know, uh, the sacrifices that they make for us, but I don't want my daughter necessarily doing it. Would I say no? Probably not. But, um, you know, I, I, I think if she wanted to go to the military to get some experience, uh, some job training while she was there, I'd be like, that's, that's fine. That's admirable. You know, you're, mm-hmm. you're serving your country and you're, and you're preparing yourself for, um, you know, for a career outside the military. And, uh, you know, hopefully the military is covering a, a, you know, a cost of that. I would say that's, that's totally fine with me. Um, yeah. yeah, no, I, I, think- I, I don't know, man. I, I, I I'm, what if I'm she okay wants to do what it. you do? What, what if she wants to do what you do right now? And listener, this is Mark is a cop. He's a, <laughs> he's a, he's a cop. I'm going to lie. I'm talking to yeah. a five Oh right now, but you're a cop. Right. And, uh, uh, would you be okay with her wanting to go into your career field? I think there was, there was probably a point in time where I would have been like, yes, absolutely. Um, go do it. And he, and that's, a little background. I've been a cop for six years before that I was a deputy with a, with a County jail for almost three years. Um, so I've got about nine years of law enforcement, you know, related experience. Um, and in that nine years, the field of law enforcement has changed so drastically and especially within the last probably two or three years. Um, and there was probably a point in my career where if I had a daughter and she said, I want to be a cop someday, I'd have been like, good, do it. Um, but the way things are right now, um, I would probably discourage her. I don't know that I'd stop her from doing it, but I would discourage her. I'd be like, yeah, you know, maybe, maybe pick something else. You ever thought of being a firefighter? You know, they, they have a pretty cushy job, (laughs) you know? make about the same amount of money as us over here and uh, you know they they got a grill at their station and they they watch movies and i've always wanted to know do you guys talk shit to each other like cops and firefighters do they do they do that is that really a thing it's a real thing yeah for sure um i mean i i would preface it by saying we have a fantastic working relationship with the firefighters um they're awesome they do so much of the shit that we don't want to do you know, like some, some dude overdoses and craps all over himself in a bathtub and decides not to get out of it um, and just sit there in it. The fire department will show up and wrap him in a blanket and put him in the ambulance to take him to the hospital. So, you know, I don't have to take this poo covered dude out of there, um, which has happened on a number of occasions. And um, I, I, I make a point to go up to him and be like, thank you guys. You know, I really appreciate it. After I'm done gagging in the parking lot because I have a really weak stomach. Um, for, that, for that kind of stuff. But um, yeah, the, the fire department is fantastic, but yes, there's, there are obviously there's the age old jokes that get made, you know, and uh, <laughs> I remember this episode of family guy where Joe Swanson, where Peter and everybody are, excuse me, they're, they're, they're visiting the fire station. And then Joe Swanson fucking drives by in his police car. And he shoots out the tires <laughs> of the fucking fire truck. And he's like, tsh, 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 tsh. see you at the volleyball game. <laughs> like, <laughs> fucking drives off. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, so I always thought about that, like with you. I'm like, man, that'd be funny. Yeah, I mean, I don't go that far. I don't, I don't shoot out their tires or anything. No, I don't. No, it's <laughs> fucking Family Guy, man. <laughs> Talking baby, bro. <laughs> I don't go quite that far, you know. But no, I get it. They like I, to. Uh, we have this thing at, at the at the police department where all of our new recruits wear these tiny little badges compared to the real big badges that we wear. <laughs> I mean, we're the only like, I, sh- I shouldn't even say that, but we're one of the agencies that does that. And um, is that like, no, is that like a, does that like, how am I going to call it hazing? But is it, is it part no, of like, it's like, like it's like, a, it's, the- it's been like our tradition since like the sixties or seventies. I don't, I don't even know, but it's, you know, they get the big badge for their, their Academy graduation. And then the, then the instructor comes up and he's like, give me those big badges back. Here's your little plastic ones. And they put the little <laughs> plastic badge on, dude. And they have to wear that for four months during field training. And it's like just this big glaring sign that they're a brand new recruit, you know? I think that's and, great, uh, man. And the fire department loves that. So they'll take like, they'll take their fire department stickers and they'll go up and they'll try and stick it on a new recruit's little tiny badge. And then they like run off and they're like, see you guys. <laughs> that's fucking great. And I, I think it's hilarious. I encourage them to do it. I mean, when I was a recruit and that, that happened to me, um, I laugh about it. Obviously I'm like, haha, very funny guys, you know, but now if I see it happen to another recruit, I'm like, that's, that's good shit, dude. That's, yeah. that's good stuff. I think it's great, man. I think especially in the, in the field y'all are in, y'all need to have camaraderie. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Dude. And I, like, that's like a healthy amount of camaraderie. It's not like you're like making, it's not like you're like making someone's life a living hell, you know, like you're just, it's just part yeah. of the job, you know, especially in the field that you guys are in. It's so dangerous, you know? Yeah. Now the fire department's great. They've offered their stations to us. They're like, you guys want to come over? Like we're grilling out, um, you know, or we're having dinner. You guys come by for some dinner and do your reports at our station. Cause we know like cops are getting ambushed. We don't want that shit happening to you guys. Like feel free to come over like any time of day or night. Um, one particular station is always bugging us to come over and hang out, just like do our reports there and they'll feed us and everything. Um, I have yet to really take them up on it just cause we're busy, but, um, it's so nice just to hear them like offer it, you know? So I have, I have tenfold, you know, respect for, for firefighters and, and all the, the shit that they have to put up with and they have to do. And in some regard, I feel like they're probably feeling some of the, like the national trends as well, you know, um, you know, towards first responders. And I mean, you know, I will say this, like you used to think of cops as like, you know, you know, we drive fast, we shoot guns and I'm getting political there, but I'm I'm just saying as generally, when you get into police work, you think drive fast, catch criminals, handcuff people, pull your gun out and you know, you're, you're high speed, you know, and, and the fire department was, was like that as well. Oh, we want to fight fires. You know, we want to, we want to go in there with all our gear and stuff and, and fight fires. And the reality of it comes around. And on one hand, you have the cops that are just going to welfare checks nonstop. Uh, my, my, my friend texted me that he was maybe thinking suicide, but he's not sure. Go check on him. And that's six, seven, eight, nine times a day for just one cop. You know, you get those kind of calls. And conversely, you have the firefighters that are like, we hardly ever get to fight actual fires. We're going to overdoses and we're going to intoxicated homeless people. You know, mm-hmm. um, it's just, you know, the reality of the job, there's the ideal of what everybody pictures themselves getting into. And then there's the reality these days. 
Um, so, you know, I'm sure they feel it a little bit too. Our society has, you know, I go on and on about this, the, you know, society's problems and stuff right now, but it's affecting everybody and it affects those first responders a lot. Um, so I feel for them, but you know, yeah, I mean, I think every job has its, every job has its, I like uh, the, the ID, the, what you, the, your ideal day, or the your, ideal. you know, you know, yeah. your, you know, your, your expectations yeah. and then what actually happens, you know? And I mean, it was the same thing with teaching, you know, like you go into teaching thinking, Oh my God, every day I'm going to change lives and shit. But then the real idea is that you go in and you're getting cussed out by a 12 year old, and it's, yeah. you know? And, and yeah. so it's, 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 it's it's a lot of that you know um so i i hear i hear you i hear you and i, I think that- i warned your i warned your sister or she warned me she's like be very careful what you say uh talking to your brother today through a microphone because i had I, this week was tough dude so you know i i had a feeling that um eventually we would you know start talking about our careers and stuff and i know you just made like a a significant career change because you were dissatisfied with the direction that that the teaching thing was going she's like Still very, very dissatisfied with it <laughs> fucking hate yeah, it. Mean, oh, you want to get on that i'm more than willing to go on that too <laughs> keep going sorry <laughs> yeah she, she she just warned me she's like be careful what you say because i know you've had a tough week and you're you're very frustrated and it's not like i had to you know um deal with anything particularly traumatic um, you know, which, which happens, but I, you know, I was talking to a, uh, my beat partner yesterday and after work and I was like, dude, this was, this was a harder week for me mentally than some of the weeks where like either our, our coworkers have been in shootings or, you know, have been shot like, like we had back in December. Um, I was like this, it's not like I had to, to, to cut anybody down that just hung themselves in the garage, you know, um, or dealt with, you know, a you know, a traumatic death of an infant or anything. Those, those things all happen. Um, and you know, they're, they're hard, but at the same time, like I, I, this was a harder week for me and nothing happened. You know what I mean? Like nothing significant happened this week, except for these constant discussions of the state of police work, you know, the state of law enforcement and what we can and can't do these days. Um, I think, you know, we have roll calls before every shift and that's our opportunity to talk to our, our supervisors and our commanders and our whole team about, Hey, how come, you know, on this call, we didn't do this or, and, and the call, the trend these days is every single time we get the same answer, you know, like, well, you're so restricted on what you can do legislatively. Um, You know, the Senate just passed all this new, you know, legislature that limits what we can do and limits what we have to do as far as documenting things. I mean, it's ridiculous. Um, I, I, you know, I'll, I'll say right now that I think the catalyst to all this this week was um, we had a, an armed carjacking where somebody held a, at least this was the initial information I had that somebody held a gun to somebody's head and tried to steal their car was unsuccessful, got back into their stolen car and took off got back into their, their own stolen car, the first stolen car. Right. So this is an escalating many, trend of many, violence here. Right. How many stolen cars were there? <laughs> Just At least two. Ahead. Right. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. I pick this car up right after this, you know, 30 seconds after this happened, I see it going North. And um, so I get behind it and we have a very restrictive pursuit policy mm-hmm. uh, and it's designed that way to, to keep community, innocent community members safe. And I, I, I understand that, but 
I'm like, this is a very violent crime that just occurred. And this is an opportunity for me to catch a very violent criminal um, before something bad happens. The way I saw it was this was an unsuccessful attempted carjacking. Um, and so what's going to happen is they're going to go try it again. You know, they're going to go try it again and it might not go so well for somebody this time. Um, so I'm like, I have to catch these people and they take off from me naturally. And, uh, you know, a supervisor gets on after some discussion and finally shuts it down after 45 seconds, maybe. Um, and, you know, I was so mad. I mean, I even threw my radio like in the car. I was like, I was so mad because I'm like, this is my opportunity to go actually catch a criminal, like um, to do what I signed up to do. Uh, you know, so it's very frustrating. And then, you know, the dust settles and you're, you're on to the next call and it's a, uh, yeah, you know, it's a homeless person in a stairwell. Can you roust him out, please? And I'm like, how many times do I got to go to the same, same type of call, this homeless person in a stairwell or this, this welfare check on, you know, somebody who's not even making suicidal statements, but nobody's heard from them in, you know, 12 hours. It's like, dude, give them some time, man. Like, I don't even talk to my mom every 12 hours. Like, come on, like, what? you know, um, it, it, it just, it, it's this, these mundane calls um, and people disrespect you regardless anyways. But so anyways, my point is that that incident being called off of that opportunity to catch a violent criminal, um, you know, really, really frustrated me this week. And it led to several discussions each morning before each shift with our superiors about, you know, our frustration and why we can't do the things that we want to do. Um, so I guess I, I don't know exactly how I want to say this, but law, I mean, bottom line is law enforcement is not what it used to be. Um, it's far more frustrating and it's far more mentally stressful because, you know, you don't, you're not doing the job that you signed up to do, essentially. Um, you know, mental health is a big problem. I agree. Um, and for some reason it falls on the police all the time. And so, you know, I, I think, uh, there was, there was some discussion during the whole defund the police thing, you know, that I wholeheartedly agreed with. Um, and I know that that may shock you from my very conservative standpoint in life, but um, when people were saying we need mental health responders to go out to these mental health calls, I'm like, absolutely, please, like, please take a team of mental health responders. I don't care how you have to pay them or, or, or train them or what, but please take these mental health responders out. So we don't have to do it because we're saddled with, so many of these calls, dozens of calls every day, every week um, of just basic mental health things. You know, they might not even be, but why, why, why should that fall on the police? You know, all the time that takes up so much of our time. Um, and it's not to say that we don't like to help people. It's just that sometimes we're not equipped to help certain people. And if we can't help somebody, um, you know, it falls back on us. Why didn't the police do anything about this? Well, okay. You know, the guy's saying he's suicidal. He's armed with a gun. He's in there by himself. We're not going to kick in his door and force a contact with him. And people are like, no, that's not what the police are supposed to. Okay. Well, I don't know what to tell you, man. I'm, you know, I, I don't mean to be brash about it, but I'd rather your, your, your family member kill themselves than me go kill them. You know what I mean? Um, that's just, Boy, there's, there's like a, there's like a, like a road here. I could travel down like five different forks of discussion here. Yeah. But, um, it, I'm just saying like, it's, it's a tough, tough world out there. So if 
my daughter was like, I want to be a cop. Everything <laughs> <laughs> at all the way back, right? I'd probably, yeah, I'd probably, I'd probably hammer her with all this and be like, yeah, that's how it is. That's how I feel about it. So go ahead if you want. Now I will say like, they, they pay us very well up here in Colorado. Most cops don't have the luxury of being paid what we do. Um, obviously that's a cost of living thing up here in Denver too, but, um, it, you know, it's, it only goes so far. Money only goes so far before you have to take into account, like, man, am I, am I actually content doing what I'm doing? Just like, just like you did with, with teaching, you know, you're like, this is, this is affecting how I really feel about myself and my job. Uh, and I can't be successful if I don't like what I'm doing. If that's the bottom line. That being think, said, I'm not getting out of law enforcement. I'm, I'm kind oh, of stuck I know. You're, you're, yeah, yeah, you're <laughs> I'm kind of stuck, in. man. Yeah, no, you're pretty deep into it now. Um, I think that you're you're in a career field that's that, that especially recently. And I'm not. I mean, I don't, this isn't the. I don't think this is the platform. To, like you're right. Like to discuss the politics and all of that. But no. I think that you're. You know, you are in a really con- a, a a very recently uh controversial career field and it sucks you know and and it's a giant catch 22 because before talking to you today i would have sat i could have sat back and been like because i was one of i i know that at some point that i've had conversations probably with you or with some other people about that this whole when the whole defund the policing was happening i i actually think that i did share that 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 uh, uh that sentiment at one point you know but after speaking with you or listening to what you're saying you're like jesus christ like you don't even like, uh, uh, um, I didn't even think about like, wow, like these, these calls and like all the, the, what you're going through or what a mm-hmm. cop is going through. Cause it's not just like what you're going through. It's like what, 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 just what every cop is going through. And I'm sure that you just did, you just scratched the surface of what just happened recently. You probably could go all oh, yeah. day and all this stuff, you know? And, uh, yeah. um, and, yeah, and it's, I guess it's, it's not just me either. I mean, yeah. like, this is how almost every cop feels right now. Um, we, we are losing cops at a rate at which you can't even imagine, um, you know, we lost imagine. 80 in the last two years who just quit or started their own businesses or retired early. They're like, I don't need this anymore. Well, and I that, think you, that affects the community. Number one, well, um, I think we can't you, uh, provide the same yeah. level of service to people. Um, but I think you brought up staffing. a good, yeah, but I think you brought up a good point earlier when you were talking you said you didn't want to talk about society in new and uh, how you felt about new societal norms, or I believe that's what you were saying. And you said basically that something had changed from when you started to now. Right. And something changed, something happened there because it wasn't the same as it was then it is as it is now. And I think that you're right. I think that over the last decade, we absolutely have gone through like as a society, I think we've gone through some crazy shit. Standards are different. Everything's, there's a lot of things that have changed that have caused your job to change that have caused my job to change and or my former job to change excuse me and i don't feel that those career fields and it's not about me right now like well, speaking more about you i don't feel like the career field is adapting very well to some of these changes like mental health is a very big thing and mm-hmm. and, and you made a great point you're right like man we really do we probably should have some sort of like a mental health responders because the way that it, people are responding to them or the way the cops are responding to them, it just may, it, there's just a higher chance of something going wrong, you know, and you don't want that on your conscience, you know, and, and 
Well, that's just, just conscious either. I mean, we have well, legal, it's just your job. It's have, your job. You know, like legal responsibility like to it. We have a legal liability to it now. You know, it make, and I think what it does is it grays, it muddies the waters. It really does. It muddies the waters yeah. and it makes, and ultimately again, because it's like bringing it, bringing it back to Mia. Like, I don't, I can't speak on your behalf, but I could tell you this to Parker with Parker. Like if Parker were to come and ask me if I wanted to be a cop, if, if, or if I wanted to be a cop, if he wanted to be a cop and tell me, dad, what do you think? I don't know if I would tell him I'd want him to do it. I think that <clears throat> I would feel, I feel like society has changed so much to a point where it's so dangerous. Just to be a citizen. Just to be a citizen, active shooters, you're talking people are like in Texas, it's like the, the fucking wild west out here. Everybody can carry a damn gun, you know, and, and, you know, you turn on the news, there's always something bad happening. I'm not even talking about like CNN. I'm talking about our local KSAT is pretty tough. You know, it's pretty tough to watch. I'm assuming it's the same way in Denver. Big cities are kind of the same thing. And I would be like, I would be scared because not just that, it's the, not just the mundane part of it. It's that right now, everything, waters are so gray that when you guys are just doing your job, you guys get ripped. There's sometimes yeah. you feel like there's nothing you can do right, but you're just here to help. You know, I do think yeah. there are those small pockets, like those small, those one or two or two individuals that do really fuck it up and give you all a can give you guys a bad rap, you know, but I do feel that when cops are just trying to do the right thing, some people just tend to twist it and it just looks bad. You could be recording it from the wrong time. You know, like I'm just going to, I'll just stop there and just say that, you know, and it just, it sucks. And I just feel like by the time Parker is of age to be like a, to qualify, you know, to go become a cop, I feel like it's going to get worse. Like it's just the, the, everything's going to be. I'm, yeah. I imagine you're right. I mean, um, I would like to say like, oh, this thing, you know, you've heard people say like, oh, it's a big pendulum, you know, we're at the, the peak of one side of it and it'll swing back and, you know, everything Who says will be that? fine again. Who says that? Old people say that, right? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> That's a fucking old person thing. That's not true. Pendulum you're probably right. Yeah, you're probably yeah. right. And, and that's my point is I don't see it that way. I'm like, I don't feel the swing coming back any, anytime soon, man. Fucking old. Like um, I love, I love, I love time at all. I love the retired. I love them. They have okay, so much boomer. knowledge. And yeah, I know, right? <laughs> motherfucker, well, you grew up on gas. You're going to really? die on gas, right? We're over yeah. here and I got fucking like now I'm being told uh, you, you were paying 75 cents a gallon. Like, I'm like, where were you paying five, six bucks a gallon? You know what I mean? Like, like I'm debating on whether or not I should get a Tesla, but yet I got to make an argument about whether or not that's even really economical. You know, like, like it's shit like that. You didn't have that. Your pendulum swung the same fucking way every single time. Like we got crazy shit happening right now. You didn't even have the internet. <laughs> so. yeah, times of that's the other thing too. <laughs> yeah. it's the, it's the goddamn internet, dude. Fuck it all like, up, man. Like social media. I think you and your dad even mentioned this in a podcast. And hmm. you know, obviously. I am one of your listeners. So to, to the, other four, out there. the other three, the are other Slovenia. three are in Slovenia, the other three are in Slovenia. We do have a listener in Slovenia, which again, I do need to figure out how to say hello in Slavic. I don't know who you are, but I appreciate you. And yeah. we did have a new listener in India. Thank, Thank you, you for the support. Yes. In Hyderabad or Hyderabad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. I mean, that's cool. I don't know how you see that, but that's cool. But yes, I am one of the listeners. So I think yes. you were talking about, um, social media with your dad at one point and how it's really kind of changed the game 
um, as far as our society goes. And, and dude, I, I blame social media. So fucking, so friggin' friggin' tenfold, man. Fucked Um, it up, man. It fucked up the world. (laughs) Everybody's fucked up. It's it's so antisocial when you think about it too. Um, cause people just sit there and I'm guilty of it. Like I'll sit there and scroll on my phone for sometimes hours and then I look up and I'm like, oh shit, man, I've been sitting here in front of this movie that I haven't even watched for, you know, two hours or something. And uh, yeah, um, and that's that's on the that's on the top end of things. And people who get really deep into it are the ones that are commenting on, you know, police shooting videos or or politics and stuff. And, and nobody has to have factual basis. Nobody has to back anything up. And it, and it's not just people that are using social media either. It's it's like you know, the media outlets themselves, they're not even like challenged to, to write truthful things and whether no, you're... it's left or right, dude, like, yeah. um, you know, I don't care, pick your side, but, um, I don't trust any of the media. I'm I've, I've told, um, I think I told Gary at one point, I was like, I think I see myself as more of a libertarian these days. Um, just because I don't trust anybody. I don't trust any government. I don't trust any media, you know, and I'm not going to be one of those like Ruby Hill type of guys that goes and sits there with a sniper rifle and waits for the apocalypse or anything, you know, but, right. um, you know, I'm not that, I'm not that nuts, but I, I really, I just don't trust anything that feeds us information anymore. The government, the media, I, I can't trust any of it. And I blame social media so much for that. I don't blame, I, excuse me. I don't, I, I, I hear what you're saying and you're, you're absolutely right. You hit the nail on the head. I think that the disinformation, I, I used to trust news. I used to trust it a lot. Even like we're talking like like up until 9-11. I think 9-11 was such a turning point for everything. Nine, pre-9-11, you could watch Fox News, which was still conservative then. You could watch CNN, which was still pretty liberal then. But you would see that there were they were two sides to the stories, but they didn't vary too much. You know what I mean? Like, like the, the issues weren't... Yeah. I mean, it was always kind of the same thing. It was always this... Uh, abortion um fucking uh like like uh what's your views on abortion uh the uh uh oh my god i'm like why am i why did i just only think of abortion but it was stuff like that you know where like uh do you like gun rights and and all of that you know that was what was the the big one after that it's really really changed into this it's molded into something completely different where you're right misinformation is turned it it information turned into misinformation when it was influenced by social media, mm-hmm. you know, and it, because it, I, that's what I hate the role that social media played in that. Like, like it, it, you can't believe anybody anymore. It's getting to that point. Like, like if you, if I sit back and I said, Oh, I believe everything CNN says that actually sounds kind of stupid, you know, mm-hmm. but if you say you believe everything Fox news says, that sounds just as stupid, you know? So then mm-hmm. where do we get our information from? Where can I trust that it's coming from? And then that's where a lot of people are going rogue and they're just like getting this shit from like these random sources that make no sense. Patriotnews.org, you know, like, like what the fuck? Like there's uh, Hillary Clinton's a pedophile. And then you're like, oh my God, like this guy in his basement maintains his website, you know, or, or then you got people like fucking, uh, um, I'm not even going to mention names, you know, but then you got other people that are like, like uh, um, they're super far left and they want like, like a uh, free college for everybody. And you you know, and, and like, it's going to work. It's going to work like hardcore Bernie Sanders, yeah. letters, you know, and it's yeah. what the fuck? Like, like, you know, like I, I it's, wish it's a division thing, dude. We're not a united country anymore. Like everybody is so divided. 
Well, no, and, it's not the fact and, that they're divided, dude. It's not just that we're only divided. Divided would imply that we're just like we're 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 two groups just like this, right? We're diverging still. We're not yeah, we're we're, we're yeah. diverging further and further. It's not even just division anymore. It's just getting further left and further right, and nobody's having that conversation anymore. And mm-hmm. it's it's scary. And like I have nothing but respect for what you do, like as a like as a cop, and and. But it, it's it's really that like I would be afraid to tell my son to get into that career field simply because of how much people are so either love you or they hate you. And that's sad because everybody should just appreciate you, you know, like whether you're left or right, a fire don't give a fuck if you voted for Bernie Sanders or Donald Trump. You know what I mean? Like like a, a like a, a homeless guy or I don't say a homeless guy, but an active shooter don't give a fuck like and like who again like who you voted for or whatever and that's yeah. when the appreciation needs to come in and that's why you guys have just gotten so much hate and I, I I feel I think that sucks man I think it just sucks you know yeah no I, I, it, I you know I appreciate all that too um I wish I had a solution for it at the end of this discussion too like I wish I could say like here's how to fix it but I don't like, I'm just like, I'm just going to, you know, look ahead to the future and, and, and keep sliding, keep sliding down this hill. <laughs> I'm already nine years into oh, this motherfucker. Hopefully there's a bottom down there somewhere. You know, that's funny. Yeah. Does it ever worry you? I guess like uh, the, well, I guess we'll end on this question. Does it ever worry you about, uh, you know, being a cop and being a father? Um, yeah. I mean, I, I'm a, you know, I'm a Christian, you know that. And, and so every morning, uh, you know, I pray, you know, before I go to work to make sure that I come home safe. Um, if your, your sister's at home with me, you know, if my wife's at home, um, you know, we pray together with my daughter to make sure that I, you know, can come home safe. And um, so I was, I would say it's never out of your mind, you know, that like, you know, something awful could happen. It's unfortunate that you have to think that way, but, um, but that's why I, I dedicate myself to being the best, best cop that I possibly can. Um, not just to protect myself, but to, to protect others too, because then I can come home and I can say like, I, I accomplished something today. I can be proud of it. And, you know, my daughter can be proud of that as well. Cause even if, you know, even if you, you make it home every night, you know, mentally, you know, maybe you're not doing so well or something like that. And that affects your family. Um, so I don't want that to happen with her either or my wife. Um, but uh, she's, she's talking in her swing right now too. I think she knows I'm talking about. Yeah, her. I can hear her. <laughs> the yeah. whole world will hear her. <laughs> <laughs> this is your chance, Mia. Yeah. Speak know, up. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Our three listeners in Slovenia are very. You can you can reach Slovenia, <laughs> yes, India. <laughs> so, um, if you had to say, I guess we'll start wrapping this up. If you could give me a one piece of advice, like if this is the only time you'd ever be on the podcast, right? And you wanted one thing to live in infamy, like, well, I like bought a fifty dollar mic just for this. Hell yeah! <laughs> Hopefully, I'll I, I think you should do this once. again with me. This was a lot of fun. So, um, but, um, if you could say if this was your last episode, you know, and you wanted to tell me something, what would you tell her? And a piece of advice. Um, 
you know, and I, I honestly, I think my, my number one most important thing for her is to know God. Um, that's, that's the ultimate goal for me as a father is to make sure that she, she grows up and that she loves God. And, um, that she knows the Lord. That's, you know, that's my number one for her. I think there's that, that has gotten me so through so many things, my faith in God and, um, ups and downs, you know, ups. I, I thank God for his blessings downs. I, you know, ask for wisdom and I ask for knowledge and I, I ask for, um, you know, courage to get through those tough times. And I think if she can do that, um, you know, she'll, she'll be just fine. Just like me, she can push through all the bullshit and all the, all the downs that life has to offer all the negative things. Um, so that would be my number one for her. If I can have a second part, I would, I would give her advice to just, um, you know, make sure she really knows what she wants to do, commit to it. Um, and as long as it's something that really she, she can really enjoy, um, you know, I don't think she'll have a problem. My, my, my senior quote in uh, my high school yearbook, don't laugh at it because it probably wasn't even really my quote. My mom kind of suggested it. That's a testament to me being kind of a mama's boy. But my quote was, find something that you love to do and you will never work a day in your life. Um, you put that in your senior yearbook. Yeah. Looking back on it, you know? <laughs> looking, looking back on it, I wish I had come up with something like funny, you know, did you just, did you just love your like job at Best Buy so much? I was, I worked on a mowing crew and oh. I hated it. So <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> I, you know, it, as cheesy and as tacky as that absolutely is, mm-hmm. um, you know, if she, if she could kind of understand that when she goes out into the world and decides to work, um, God, I hope she decides to work. Uh, cause I can't support her for the ent- my entire life <laughs> and she goes out and she works. If she can remember that to find something that she loves, even if it's not making her a ton of money, dude, um, as long as she's happy, then I'm happy, you know, um, you don't have to be, you don't have to be a millionaire to be happy. It would be nice. Trust me. I'm playing my lottery ticket tonight. She can always play the lottery. I always play the lottery. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, no, I think that's great. I think that's great advice, you know, and if I had to give advice to Parker based off of this conversation, I think it's going to be, uh, I really like that we, you know, we hit on the the college thing and I think it's going to be that, you know, I want you to do what you want to do and turn 18. You need to, I would, I hope that if you go to college, bro, just like right at 18, please have a really good understanding of what you're yeah. going to do. Please God, because I don't want to pay for that shit, but it is what it is. Um, but I, I'll support you. And the other it's, part of it too, is that, is that if you're going to be a cop or if you want to consider being a cop, talk to I me su- first, please talk <laughs> to your uncle first, <laughs> please God. Cause I'm sure that he's going to have a better lay of the land and when it's time for you to, to discuss doing something like that, you know, I'll probably I'm take hoping. him on a ride along and then it'll totally backfire and he'll be like, that was the coolest thing ever. Uh, no. <laughs> damn it. Sorry, bro. <laughs> oh no. And then the, I would say the last thing too, is that like, uh, I think always, you should always engage in conversation. You know, I always want Parker because I hate to say it, but like, I think that millennials are kind of, we're, we're getting to that point of no return where we're going to be like, um, the story, a millennial story is going to be one of division, a lot of hardships and a lot of, a lot of, uh, um, 
because you know because social media came 9-11 happened COVID happened Ukraine's currently happening you know division Trump terrible Biden, things right terrible things are just happening I think this is going to be the story mm-hmm. of a millennial you know and I hate to say that they were getting to that point of no return where that's going to be that's going to be our story that that this division is going to have to be mended by somebody like my son and like Mia. So my advice for both of them will be when you're old enough, maybe it'll make sense then. And when they're old enough, maybe it'll make sense then is to just always stop the divergence and start trying to converge and start having conversations and understanding. No, no, you don't, not everybody has to be so hate filled. You know, you can respect, you can respect everybody, man. Like for me, I, I don't agree with half of the, you know, political sides out there obviously and political perspectives on things and and society and these new things that are coming out but i respect everybody you know um you know especially as a christian people say oh you're a christian that means you hate you know you hate these people or whatever it's like no that's not the case i i respect everybody it doesn't mean i have to agree with it or or follow it or anything like that but i respect everybody um you know yeah. Um, and, you know, and hopefully I can pass that on to her too. Like, don't, don't be fooled by a lot of this stuff out there that doesn't, you know, it's kind of evil stuff out there. Um, but you can still respect people for being human beings. Exactly. But that, that, that's incumbent upon us as parents too, you and me as dads, especially as fathers, um, to really raise our kids up properly and not to, not to let them descend into this social media hole and develop their own misguided opinions and stuff like that. It's incumbent upon us to be really good fathers and to always be there for our kids to be able to kind of help guide them through that, that sponge age where they just soak up everything. It's not just when they're little kids that they're sponges, you know, it's when they're, you know, nine, 10, 11, 12 teenagers, they're soaking up everything uh, that they think makes, you know, makes them relevant to the world and to society and, um, so it's, it's, it's really on us to, to raise them up. Right. Uh, so I hope, I hope I can do that. God, I hope I can do that. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? I want to, I think we're going to leave on that note, man. I think that was a great piece of advice, man. So, uh, Mark, I appreciate you coming on to the, the show Thank and, and yeah. checking out like all of our viewers. I'll get this uploaded as soon as possible, but right now we're going to go ahead and take off. I got it clean and I know you got some other obligations, but I want to thank you for coming on and for the tales of fatherhood. I'm Daniel Davila and Mark Roslo. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> all right. You guys stay classy.